That's why we're looking for in and everything to be our God. Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you will move by your power, that you move by your anointing. Sweet Holy Spirit, come into this place. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you will come in and hide me behind the cross. Give me access and ability to minister in the third heaven that I may rightly divide the word of truth. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. When I look at Romans 7 and 24, oh wretched man. I'm a person in a very unhappy or unfortunate state. Look at where we are now in the world. Or poor quality, very bad. Used to express anger. What is happening in everybody's anger? And they're so easy to get annoyed. Annoyance. No tolerance to deal with anything. Not even yourself. Because if you really look at it, that's when you get and start doing all of these other stuff because you can't deal with your own thoughts. Today's message is coming from I'm going to be in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 3. Isaiah 61 and 1. 1 Timothy 3 and 5. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 10. If I was going to pick up a, a topic today, it would be who is preaching to your soul? Please get your pens out and your paper and make notes about a CD. Who is preaching to your soul? I looked up the word preaching. It says the delivery of a sermon or religious address to an assembly or group of people, typically in church. And it says instructions, message, sermon. And it talks about Himily. And I was like, what is Himalayas? It is a religious um, discourse that is what? Intended primarily for spiritual edification rather than doctoral instructions, a sermon. The second stanza for preaching, it says, the giving of moral advice in a pompous, self-righteous way. Pompous is what? Self-importance. When you look at the prosperity gospel or the people that's delivering it, they can give you the right thing, but is it coming from the spirit of Christ? I take no, I'm not talking about rebuke those that need to be rebuked. But when they asking you for something that's not even in the word of God, and they were creating a message based on what their needs or desires. And they have taken sermons now and they have made it a speech or a presentation. Or um, when you're talking about they're taking something that's out of their conscious and their subconscious mind and they're giving it to you in a way that is not 
going to bring you any edification of your spirit, but it tingles or it itches the flesh that you want to feel within your fleshly nature, but it's not speaking to your soul. So that's why they call them philosophy teachers. Teachers are promotion of the things that stimulate your flesh. We're talking about preaching. Who's preaching to your soul? And it talked about purpose affecting, it says, and irrationally. And I looked up the word irrationally. It says, in a manner that causes annoyance, impatience, mild anger. That's why you have to discern the spirit of the person that's preaching to you. Because one of the things that I have really understand, the people that sometimes, sometimes they have the worst demons are the ones that smile and they walk in and they present themselves uh, uh, in a certain way. And, and, and then you don't understand, it's not what comes out of their words or their mouth. But it's what comes out of the spirit in which that's why the church doesn't understand having a spiritual discernment. They cannot discern it because they're looking on the outside. But God says, huh, he doesn't look on the outside huh, at the outer appearance. He looks at the heart. And a lot of times we don't understand huh, what is really preaching to our souls. These are the ways people preach to you. You are allowing social media, YouTube, cell phone, TikTok. I looked up social media. It says our social media are interactive technologies that facilitate the creation and sharing of information. There's something that you that's preaching to you. Hopefully today you will have a discernment. And understanding that is a dialect. Ideas, interests, and other forms of expression through virtual communication and networks. I looked up TikTok. And the interesting thing that it says whose mainland China counterparts is what? Doing. And I looked it up, and it it's really says, it's, it's spelled like this, but the way it's spelled, it's not the way that it's pronounced. D-O-U-Y-I-N, but it's doing. It's a short form video hosting service on. It says, I think it's very interesting. It hosts users submitted videos, and the videos are usually doing what, three to 10 minutes. That is a form that is preaching to your soul. And I think this is very interesting. What is the counting down to? I looked up the word TikTok. It says the sound of a large clock ticking. Making a ticking sound. You need to get an understanding the three-minute video is ticking or the 10-minute video is ticking something. But what is the countdown? The last 12 hours on the news. Stuff is going on with China. We've known this. But it's interesting that American people are using TikTok. 
they're gathering your information. But you're still using it. And it says China, Russia send naval warships near Alaska tar targeting forceful U.S. response. And I talked about this, the spy balloons. Right now what is going on, two military people have committed espionage and given China information. Who's preaching to you? So what does this matter? Because there's something that's ticking in your TikTok. There's something virtually that is happening in your social media response and interacting. And then you want to know why AI is going to take you and everybody else out of a job. But the thing about it is, it's because it's convenient. Danielle was going to somewhere and all she was doing was using her cell phone. They're telling you because you are using your cell phone that is doing something to your brain. That's why Alzheimer's is going to be at an all-time high because it stops you from thinking and rationalizing with a map. Who is preaching to your soul? I looked up the word soul. It says in many religions and philosophy, it says psychological traditions. And that's why you find so many people are t giving you their uh, philosophy. They call philosophy teachers. Uh, they, they always got some philosophy, something that's going on. And you don't understand what is happening. You need to really see and understand what is going on. And this is what we don't understand. There's something that is happening spiritually that you have no understanding about. It says the soul is the spiritual essence of a person. Without a soul, you cannot exist. You're a dead man walking. There's nothing that's there that roots and grounds you. Because you can have a body. Yes, it roots and grounds you to the earthly things. But your spirit man. Because that comes from God. Which includes, it says, one's identity. Personality and memories. We're talking about your soul. So your soul is the essence of you, but it deals with your what? Intellect. The first thing that happens when somebody has a, has a stroke or, or somebody, a uh, mental thing, they lose what? Their identity. Because their soul has, has, has been encaged in a, in a place. They lose their personalities, their memories. Even when you get involved with somebody, what happens? You lose your what? Identity. When you're not rooted and grounded in the things of God. Or let's leave God on the side burner now. Let's talk about when you're not rooted and grounded in who you are and your purpose-driven life. You lose yourself. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians 5 and 3. We're talking about the body, soul, and spirit. And this is one of the things that I think is very interesting 
about this. And when you're talking about these type of things, people have a tendency to not understand that you're reading something, but yet you have no understanding at all about who you really are. So that's why it's going to be easy for you to be in a strong delusion in this hour because you're looking for social media. You're looking for TikTok. You're looking for your cell phones and YouTube to give you your identity. And so therefore, that's why your children and you are in an identity crisis. A lot of times they used to use those type of things, Miss Lynette, back in the day about identity crisis. And a lot of times we don't understand what is happening in this hour because so many people have lost their identity crisis. And then now they have birthed out children that don't even know who they are. First Thessalonians 5 and 3. And it says, for when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction. It says, come upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman and they shall not escape. Excuse me, 1 Thessalonians 23. Now may the Lord of God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be pres preserved, blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's talk about the body, the soul, and the spirit. 1 Thessalonians 5.23, it says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you thoroughly. Or the other translation say, through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. and the smell and the taste because the one thing about it is they're not coming up into a higher power or a higher rim in God but yet they want to be spiritual how can you be spiritual and you have not got delivered from your flesh 
That is a process. So a lot of times God allows different things in our life to happen to show us where we are. The Bible says trials and tribulations not to overtake you. It's to show you where you really are in life. And a lot of times we're going through the trials and tribulations. We're not going through these things in Christ Jesus. You're going through it by based on what the social media or what somebody on Facebook is telling you about. It is not what they are saying. It is what God is speaking. You're an individual. There's nobody alike in the kingdom of God. Even if you go out and buy a car, it could be the same car, but it's something different about it. That's why this car can have a recall. And then somebody else could have the car in the same year, they don't have a recall. But they're still in the fleshly state that everything that they see, hear, touch, and smell, it moves them very easily. You can tell where you are because everything is emotional to you. They have not denied themselves. And when you start coming up into the, the spiritual or the soul part of a person, you need to understand what is happening. That's where your mind and your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions and your will lies. And a lot of times we don't understand that we cause us more harm and damage in the body than the enemy. Sometimes we give him too much credit for things that's in your heart. The Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things. Who can know it says I the Lord. I test the heart and the mind. A lot of times God is testing you. You think that he stopped testing people when he did that with Moses and the children of Israel? He's testing you right now. Are you passing the test? Who is preaching to your soul? You can preach to your own soul. You can preach to your own body. Matter of fact, you do it now. That's why you tell your body to stay right here. Don't do nothing. Don't pay what they say in no mind. You preaching to your own self. Look at your thoughts. People are still in a place that they are soulish. They are still in a place that they are soulish. And, and that's the thing about it is when we deal with the soul, it says, it, is, it says the soul is the spiritual essence of a person. It's where the identity, the personality, and the memories lies in there. And that is dealing with your soul. The Bible says your mind and your thoughts and your feelings and your will and your emotions. You don't understand. That's why you're stuck in a place. And you need to understand now how to get to the next level. We're talking about body, soul, and spirit. You need to come up into a spirit spiritual realm in God and the spirit bear witness with the spirit but you're trying to bear witness what somebody's telling you on social media you better understand and know who Jesus Christ is if you don't have a personal relationship with God it is going to show up in your walk nobody's got to tell you anything nobody's got to prophesy to you if you got the spirit of Christ God is going to let you know what is wrong with you before I even preach to you he deals with me you don't find a prophet coming and telling me what's wrong because God deals with me People do not have a prayer life. They got a social life, but they don't have a prayer life. If your social life is more than your spiritual walk, there's something wrong. That means whatever you're connected to strong in the spiritual realm, that is guiding you. That is leading you. And it's going to lead you to self-destruction. And we don't understand that. Let's go to Isaiah 61. Before we go to Isaiah 61, I want to tell you something that the Spirit was giving me.
Oh, let me read this part to you about the soul. It says right here, this is the last sentence of it. It says, an immaterial aspect of essence is a living being that is believed to be able to survive physical death. We're talking about your soul. But when you really look at it, your soul is what's going to be in hell. Along with your body. But the spirit is going to go back to Christ. People do not fear the second death. The first death is in the body. The second death is the judgment of your soul. to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. You are looking for someone to preach to your flesh, but your soul is in captivity. And you never reach the spiritual realm, or you never in you never achieve your inheritance in Christ Jesus. See, we look at it as our inheritance as we do in the earth realm. That is leaving your children money, houses, and land that they're going to mess up, sell, and everything else. Because the Bible says you put invest you things that's going to rot and moss and stuff are going to decay. But the inheritance is the salvation of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, seek the kingdom of God and all of these things shall and will be added unto you. But you're seeking things, but you're not seeking the creator of the things. That's why God, everybody's not going to be a millionaire, but does everybody that is born have the capabilities? Yes. The thing about it is God sees that you cannot be trusted. That's why you find the rich Let's even leave salvation off. Because all money is not given by God. The devil will give money to bring more of his kingdom. But God doesn't do that. God is more worried about your salvation and your soul. But a lot of times we don't understand that we're getting caught up in the soulish realm of ourselves. And, and some of us haven't even left the flesh. Everything is about the flesh. That's why the first thing you do, we go out and when we're in a state of disobedience or a state of backsliding, we go out and grab things what, of the flesh. What are those things that we can see, hear, touch, and smell? But we never come up into the spiritual realm of the things of God. Captivity is a person who has been taken prisoner or an animal that has been confined. That's why some of you in a place that you just can't move. You can't get out of your thoughts. You are in prison. Let's talk about how you have imprisoned your own self. That's why people are not talking about deliverance. They're not talking about that. You're going to run because you're scared of a demon. But you don't understand what you're running from. It's worse sometimes in that person. But we never want to deal with our own demons. 
We never want to bring them to God that God would deliver us and set us free. Everything is not come out in the name of Jesus. There's other things that God uses. It's the word that would drive demons out. It's the spirit of Christ would drive and keep demons out. But you're worried about your image, but yet you're not inheriting your, your inheritance in this life. That's why you're always living spiritually in poverty. Don't tell me you can make a million dollars a year, but if your spirit is poor and not developed, that means the millions you'll give, you're going to waste it and foolish it. That's why Hollywood, they're developing what? Things that are natural, and then you gravitate into it. you got to stop looking at all of these things. We are becoming just like the people of the world, and we don't think that it is happening to us because one thing about the enemy, that's one thing about sickness, it slowly creeps upon you, but it gives you signs all the way. But you miss the sign, and when things get too bad, that's when you want to run to the doctor. But we stay in that state of being in captivity. In our bodies, in our minds. That's why Christ came to set you free. That's why you never reach the spiritual aspect of most Christians. Because they're still in the body and they're still in a soulish state. When you come into the spiritual realm, your identity, your personality, and your memories, all of those things are wrapped up in what the spiritual Christ is doing and moving. Because your identity becomes his. But because we're trying to find ourselves. When you were in this game and you're still trying to find yourself, there's something wrong. There, there's something in the place I cannot blame my mama. My mama had me, she could have boarded me. But she had me through all the pain and the struggle. You got to understand something, huh? People are going to always find fault. They're always going to find somebody else to blame. There's nobody else to blame. You need to understand something. When a child becomes 12 years old or the age of acknowledgement of Jesus Christ, the sins are not on the parents. The sins are on them. You need to understand something. In this identity crisis, you need to understand if you're giving the children everything that you need to raise them in the fear and the trembling of the Lord, you need to understand something. When they come up age, that thing is on them. How long are you going to blame yourself? You need to understand it's you while they're in the house with you to give them the word of God. And the Bible says when they depart, they know how to come back. You got to learn how to have faith. You had to find yourself. Why you don't give them the opportunity to find who they are? Everybody walk and everybody walk towards the cross is different. Isaiah 11 chapter. This is talking about the seven spirits of Christ. Isaiah 11 and 2. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. That is the Holy Spirit. We talked about your soul. It's your identity, your personalities, and your memories. We talked about the soul. It's the spiritual essence of a person. That's why you stay in the middle part. Some people will leave from out of the body and get to the soulish part. But can you get to the spiritual realm of things of God? The spirit of wisdom and understanding. We're talking about when you get to the spiritual aspects of the things of God. These are the seven spirits or the seven characteristics of God. 
We are made in his likeness, in his image. We already know about the fall of Adam, but when you come up and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, there are so many other things that comes behind that. That's why he's married to the backslider. Even though they can be on drugs 20, 30 years out in the street, God is still married to them until the second coming of Jesus Christ. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. That's why you don't understand when you're in the body and the soul is thing. A lot of times you're not in a place that you fear God. And when you stop having the fear of God, the Bible tells you that is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. That's why there's no wisdom and knowledge. Because the fear of God is lifting up off the people because of the strong delusions. And you have placed yourself in captivity. And now the, the demons have taken what you have encaged your own self with and using it against you. Satan just don't come in and overtake you. You give him space and opportunity to come in and encage your spirit. Or encage your flesh. So if they enclase your flesh and your soul, they got your spirit. That's why you take on their spirit. He said, my sheep know my voice, no other way they follow. Why are you following all of these things? Why there's no God up in your conscious and your subconscious? Because you're still in a fleshly state. I looked up the word captivity. It says prisoner, inmate, detainee, hostage, slave. P-O-W. Some of you are a prisoner of war in your own mind. That's why you can't get set free. Because you're still in the fleshly state. You're going by what you're seeing. The Bible says faith is not by what you see. When you step out in faith, a lot of times you don't see it. But a lot of times you can step out and then the door will open up and then you will see it. But a lot of times people that have ye a little faith. That's why they still stay there at the door blessing. But they'll continue to look because they don't know and have the courage to walk through the door. POW by satanic powers. You become a prisoner of war by satanic powers. But you come to church every Sunday, but you're still in captivity. You're still a POW in your conscience and your subconscious. You're looking for something to preach to your soul. But people don't have that. They're looking for a change. Why would God bring about a physical change when your soul has not been set free and delivered? You would destroy your own blessing. So you're still in hostage. You're still in bondage. The average church person is already in the spirit of poverty. That's why rich people think they don't need Jesus. And then if they are in church, they have a pompous type of attitude or superiority. That's why when you see these people with a lot of money and they're preaching, they're preaching. Why? They're preaching below you though you can stay below them. 
They're never going to preach to a higher realm unless you go to their fancy seminars and get their philosophy teacher, but they're not going to tell you about Jesus. They'll put him here and there, but the Bible says eat the whole book. A lot of times when you go to seminars, they're taking biblical principles, but they're putting it in a worldly format and you eat it up. The average Christian does not like to study or meditate on the word of God. A prisoner of war, POW, is a person who is held captive by a belligerent, hostile, or aggressive power during or immediately after an armed conflict. We're talking about satanic powers that hold you in captivity because you have not gotten delivered by the word of God from the body, from the social aspects of your life. Who is preaching to your soul? If they are preaching harder than what you're allowing Jesus to preach, you're already under satanic powers. You're never going to come out. That's why they're telling you that the average person that's coming up like Mary and Trinity, they're going to have thumb problems with their bones and joints. Because this is what they do. Matter of fact, they do this more than they talk. That's why the speech and the intellect, you want to know why AI is going to take over? Because they are so involved into the equipment and the technology. Who is preaching to your soul? That's why they're getting rid of books. See, a hard copy book you cannot change, but something on the internet, they can change one or two words. The Bible says don't add nothing to it and don't take nothing away. Everything is moving towards that. And people, they're trying to downsize, but they don't realize what are you, what at what cost? At what cost are you doing these things to? Let's go to 2 Timothy. Three and five. This is about the coming of apostasy. But I'm going to start at verse 2 Timothy 3 and 1. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. You have not seen nothing yet. Apostasy is people abandoning in their faith. They're going to do it through technology. They're going to read the word. And it's going to be totally different because it slowly overtakes you. It may start off with one or two words or a verse. Then all of a sudden, the old way has left you. You can't put a cell phone on somebody and say, come out in the name of Jesus, but you can put the word of God. It's obeyed by faith, but sometimes it depends on what is going on. People use the word. I didn't never see, I have not seen it yet, Miss Lynette, anybody putting a, a cell phone and say, come out in the name of Jesus, because you got to deliver scripture up there. <laughs> Watch who's preaching to your soul. Watch what is happening to your mental capabilities. 
2 Timothy 3 and 2. For men will be lovers of themselves. You have not seen nothing yet. Lovers of money, you haven't seen nothing yet. It says, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unfaithful, unholy. You have not seen nothing yet. Unloving, unforgiving, slanders, without self-control, you have not seen nothing yet. Headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, you have not seen. The Bible talks about the love of God growing wax cold. But you're going to come to church and don't realize that something else has been preaching to your soul. And you're thinking that you're in the word of God. You're thinking you're going to heaven. And you done checked all the boxes that you want to check. But I found out, Trinity, as this walk, some boxes that I have to check, I don't want to check. Because my flesh, my body don't agree with it. What is that? I'm talking about, I don't see it. I don't hear it. I can't touch it, smell it, or taste it. The thoughts that's pointing through my mind and my emotions, my feelings, my will does not want to obey the Holy Ghost power. He always asks me a lot of times what's against what I feel. The jobs he gives me is always against what I want to do because I don't like to be hated or disliked. Everybody has that. Own up to it. But God didn't save me to please my body and my soul. He saved me that I will obey his word. The Bible says, let every man be a liar and let God be the truth. Verse 5, 2 Timothy 3 and 5, having a form of godliness, but denying the power. How do you deny the power? By walking in the things of the flesh. How do you overcome these things? You need to develop the word of God in you. You need to understand what is happening. And go on down, let's read down to six and seven. It says, for of this sort are those who creep into house, households and make captive of gullible women loaded down with sin, laid away by various lusts. Stop thinking that lust is laying down with a man or woman. It's the lust of your desires. If that happens to be one of them, it falls in it because you're still in the body. You 
can't get set free. Because you're still emotionally attached to whatever's preached to your soul. How come you think when a man or a woman, because let me tell you something about a relationship, whoever's stronger is going to overtake. And I'm going to tell you, I'm dealing with the women. But it could be a man. When you have sex with somebody, that is preaching to your soul because it's a spiritual connection. That's a spiritual ritual. Sex is spiritual. You just feeling the emotional part of it. That's why you do whatever they say. They take over your spirit. That is not true love. Anything that is sin is not of God. So anytime you're doing stuff that is not of God and it's in sin, it is on the enemy's side and he has free gain and course. And a lot of times God says, turn it one over the same for the destruction of his flesh that his soul may be saved. You need to understand what is happening when you're having sex. Or why is that man laying down with that woman? Her spirit was over him. And that's why she preaches to his soul. How does she maneuver him? Sex. What does she or he deny? Sex. It's a weapon of destruction. And you desire it even the more when you are in denial. You don't miss money until you don't have it. You don't miss food until you don't have it. What is preaching to your soul? Anytime you laying down, that is spiritual. That is a form of worship. You need to see what happens in sin. Certain laws God does not alter. He will save, bring deliverance. But a lot of times when you're in it, when you start disobeying God, that's when God steps in. And a lot of times when we stop being in that state that we're going to obey God, things start turning around. Huh? But when you're in a state of disobedience, huh? things start turning around and God let it play out in four aspects. Now you're caught up in for years or something that took one minute. But you thought it was going to last a lifetime. Who's preaching to your soul? told you last week, sex is not, the marriage is not consummated until sex because you go up here to the altar, that's a, that's a flesh, an outward spiritual thing, but when you lay down that's why they get together in the bed that's the last thing that happens because they have to consummate the marriage in the spiritual realm that's in the Bible Let's go to 1 Corinthians 12. Diversities of gifts. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. That is the last. We talked about the body. We talked about the soul. Now we're talking about the spiritual aspect. These are different ministries. 
but the same Lord. When you come into that spiritual aspect that the Holy Ghost is leading you, it is one spirit, one Lord, but we're all working together as one. But why? There are so many pastors don't like each other. But they're in the third realm. There's three heavens. There's three aspects of man. The Trinity. And there are diversity of activities, but the same God who works all in all. I'm going to go down to verse 10. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. What tongues are you speaking to or from? The devil can mimic tongues. People that's in the third realm can discern if it's God or not. There's something about the power of God they can't duplicate. That's why you find men trying to duplicate what God has done and they can't do it. I talked to you about the Nimrod spirit, always trying to compete with God. And they have you doing the same thing because they're preaching to your soul. That's why you come up and do all of this crazy stuff and thinking that you just placed in God on it or you trying to mimic something that God has done or some imperfection in your life. You do all this other stuff, but yet it is not going to be complete because it's not established or ordained by God. God does not ordain your will. He ordains his will. That's why we say let his will be done. as it is in the earth. Speaking in tongue is talking to God. Romans 8, 16. The spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. There's a lot of different things that's bearing witness with your spirit. But you thinking it's coming from God because there's a spirit out there that is the imitation of God. But it's of satanic powers. It's of satanic rule. And, what I un and one of the things about it is God, they just say, oh, God understands. He's going to accept me. Well, he did that when you first got saved. <laughs> but you stay there. You are not one of his. Your actions, your characteristics. Isaiah 11 chapter is not ruling, it's not governing your life. You're doing real for real. No conversation. Sweep everything under the rug. No honesty, deception, lying, conniving. What are what? The flesh. Because you're going by what you see, hear, smell, touch. What you taste. Do you have God's nature and language? I look at the word language. It says the principal method of human communication. Do you have God's nature? What is his nature is what the word of God says. 
You got to eat the whole book. You got to let the whole book preach to your soul. It's got to preach beyond your what you seeing and hearing. It's got to preach more than what you're feeling or your will. It's got to preach to your soul that you can obtain the spiritual realm. It's got to push you or calipate you to the third realm. But it's hard to break free when you've been in the body and you've been born with. That's why you got to come to Jesus Christ with salvation. You will, you will be without excuse. There's no discerning of spirit. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians 12. Verse 7. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. That's why we all help us to one another. That's why I tell you, you cannot do this by yourself. I did not get here by myself. God used somebody of human form to come and help me to the spiritual realm. Samarias, I still may be in the body, but God deals with me. Then some areas in my life, I still may be soulish. Some areas in my life, I'm trying to reach to the full capacity of the spiritual realm. How do you get there? For one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit. There's only one spirit, a true spirit of Jesus Christ. There was many gods in Egypt. All gods have a spirit. All gods have a characteristic. All gods have a nature. Satan's kingdom is mirrored after God's kingdom. But it's a false kingdom that's going to be kicked out in the book of Revelation in a pit of hell. And your soul and your flesh will burn until eternity. One of the things I thought was very interesting about your spirit lives on. Think about this. Whatever sin that you committed at the time that you die, and after the second judgment, and you face it, and you're going to try to lie, but there's an angel that records everything that you're saying and doing. Even what you don't say is being recorded. Clean up your life. Clean up your books. Go back and repent. Because when you start getting to the spiritual aspects, guess what? You don't care about what you're seeing and hearing or feeling your emotions. Who cares what somebody did to you 12 years ago? Encaged. I can't break free. Break free from what? The body. The soul. But yet you go to church. But yet you're encaged. You're a POW. A satanic powers. Or your own works of your subconscious. You need to be washed with the blood. When you start growing and maturing, a lot of this baby stuff you don't entertain because you're starting to eat the meat of the word. I'm 
tell my church, it is not how people treat me, it's how I treat them dictates to what God does for me. A lot of times the enemy sends somebody that's lesser than you to bring you down. Why? Because why would he send somebody above you? When God sends me people, they're trying to bring me up out of something. Satan is trying to pull you down to the lower level of yourself. That's why he'll send an old friend, old thoughts. Bring back stuff that God has delivered you from that touch you to see if you're going to bite into the bad meat, the prodigal son. How long do you want to be wilding in the mud? Of, of, of the flesh and the things that God has brought you from. Low self-esteem pity party. You don't have the power to cast it down because you are in the works of the flesh. How do you get there? A lot of times we are looking for God to do it, but God has already done it. Why? One thing about God, he don't repeat himself. You can repeat yourself all day long, but God does not repeat himself. You have to take his word at hand. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk according to the flesh. For the weapons of our wherefore are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. When you're in the spirit, you can do it. A double-minded man can't obtain anything from the Lord. What side are you on? You're trying to walk on two sides. You didn't have the true power. God says you are stable, and he says you cannot obtain anything from God. This is what I try to teach RWM. As long as you double-minded, you will not have the real power. That's the word. That ain't Pastor Lynn. He's got the baby to trust you. against the knowledge, the knowledge, the word of God. You don't have knowledge. There's something putting knowledge in you. Let me tell you what's putting knowledge in you. It is uh, YouTube, social media, TikTok, Facebook. That's what's putting knowledge in you. That's what's driving your spirit. That is what's preaching to you. It ain't God. That's why you addicted. Bring every thought under what? Into captivity. So you're not, you putting, that thing is holding you in prison. Just like Satan got a spiritual prison, you got a spiritual prison by authority of Jesus Christ. And you can tell it where to go. You send it straight to the pit. When you cast out a demon, you tell it where to go because of the power, because of the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. But this is what is happening.
You need to get into a place that you allow God to do it. I'm going right now back to 1 Corinthians 12. I'm going to start off with verse 9. To another faith by the same spirit. To another gift of healing by the same spirit. Who is your soul bearing witness to? I want to read you something that Jimi Hendrix said. It says, you can hypnotize people with the music. And when you get them at their weakest point, you can preach into the subconscious what you want to say. This is how this message came. Who's preaching to your soul? Even with music, let's talk about books and literature. Teleology is to pull you toward something. Art, music, paintings, sculptures. Philosophy books, and you buy, and they got pastors' names on them. You ever notice when somebody writes a book, they got they may they have one line of scripture, but the rest of it is their thoughts and their experiences. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that, but when it becomes what they say versus what God says. There's a language with everything. The principal method of communication consisting of words used in a structure and conventional way and conveyed by speech writing or gestures. Teleology. Our art has a teleology. It says it is the goal. It says right here, the finish line, art, books, trajectory, anything we create has teleology. The artist is trying to pull you towards something when you look at the art. True, all art push you towards something. Piety, inspiration, courage, wisdom. It shocks you to push you Feel uncomfortable, awakened, confused. Who's preaching to your soul? I pray that something's been said and done in Jesus' name. Amen.